All right, guys, today we've got an exciting episode for you. We are going to talk about the five things you absolutely should not, could not, would not ever do on keto. Don't do it. This is real life keto. Stay till the end. You're going to see lots of real life. I'm Bridget. And I'm Rebecca. We're the Keto Sisters. Together, we created the real life keto movement to help you create your best life. So to get started, one of the things that we see a lot is that as people are getting started with their keto diet, um, they kind of flash back to the Atkins diet um, from the 90s. And there are definitely some similarities with how low carb it is, but something that is really different between the two is how much healthy fats you eat on the keto diet versus how much protein you ate on the Atkins diet. So be really intentional with your protein, and by doing that, you need to track, as we mentioned in our other video. Did you know that if you actually go over on your protein, that your body metabolizes it and treats it like glucose or sugar or carbs? So do you really want to go to all the trouble to cut the carbs out of your diet to basically eat maybe extra grilled chicken mm -hmm. and then find out that your body's treating it just like a donut? Right. Don't, that is heartbreaking. Don't do that. All right. So you need to be really intentional with your protein. Make sure that you're not going over on your protein. All right. The second thing that you don't want to do is obsess about the scale. You all, as women, that is so easy to do. And for years and years of my life, I did obsess about the scale. And I'm so thankful to share with you that since I started this keto lifestyle, I rarely weigh myself. And we are actually taking our challenge right now. And so I, I did have to weigh in as part of the challenge. And I had to look pretty hard to find my scale. I had to change the batteries, dust it off to actually weigh myself because I have just let go of that obsession with the scale. And I've learned to celebrate the small victories instead of um, just being consumed with that and giving my identity to a number. Yeah, we don't want your value to be determined on a number on a scale, a number on a size, on a label and a clothes. That does not define you or your worth. Mm -hmm. Now it can be a tool. And like she said, in the challenge, we do ask people to weigh in. They don't have to share the number with us, but just to have kind of a starting point, a jumping off point. So that For they celebrating can, at the end. Right, to celebrate and to measure progress. Mm -hmm. But if you are one that that really gets into your head and you like will have a bad day if you weigh in and you're not where you want to be, like you've got to realize that and don't be defined by the scale. Maybe stop weighing yourself as much. Maybe let yourself maybe weigh once a week or once a month to use that as a metric, but not to be defined by it. Because you know what happens? If you get stressed by your number not being what you want it to be, stress causes you to store fat. Most of us do not want to store excess fat, right? And it just gets in your head. It makes you think that things aren't working and you start to get down on yourself. We're all about grace and encouragement here at Keto Sisters. So you've got to break your obsession with the scale. We even blew up a scale once. We did. That was super fun. All right. The third thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So we, are, we talk a lot about the keto diet, but there actually are four different ways that you can get your body into ketosis. And the more you do this, then you become keto adapted. And it's just easier to kind of ebb and flow with, um, with your life, which is what we're all about, the real life keto. Um, so in addition to the keto diet, you also can get your body into ketosis through intermittent fasting, which is one of our favorite tools. Um, and we you know, have whole videos on intermittent fasting. Also exogenous ketones. That's what got us both started. Um, and what's really cool is we started with exogenous ketones. We felt the incredible benefits of, of being in ketosis. And we're like, holy cow, we want more of this. What can we do to have more of what we're experiencing because we feel awesome. Um, so keto diet, intermittent fasting, exogenous ketones. And Bridget's favorite, thermal 
exercise. Um, if you have ex more extreme exercise like Rebecca does, um, you, that is actually another way that you can get your body into ketosis. If you think about marathon runners, how they talk about getting their second wind, that's when they have burned through all of their glucose and they are running on ketones and being fueled with the optimal fuel source of keto, of ketones. Um, so, yeah, in the challenge, we talk about this a lot because we want to help you craft your best life. And so you have to find a balance. Like for me, I love exogenous ketones. I've been drinking them every day without fail for almost six years now. It's a great tool for me. But I also, like Bridget mentioned, I love exercise. I'm an exercise instructor. So that's part of my daily method of operation. Mm -hmm. I also love intermittent fasting. If you'd asked me six years ago if I would skip breakfast and not eat until two or three, I probably would have slapped you in your face. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't anywhere on my radar that that was possible. But when your body becomes more fat adapted, when you're drinking ketones, it just becomes easier to increase your non-eating window. And that has so many benefits. Like she said, we cover that in other videos but we help people find their best balance. Bridget is a lot better at tracking than I do. She will track for a season and then not. I don't like to track, mm -hmm. but I love me some exogenous ketones, intermittent fasting and exercise. So we help people, as Bridget said, in the ebb and flow of their life, decide what's right for them in a season. Yes. The fourth one is don't eat too much processed food. And this is one that I was definitely guilty of at first. At first I just got excited about keto and I just went and found all the keto bars and I was like, oh, it says keto, it must be good. But Rebecca is really great at reading the labels. And so she would read the labels and be like, actually, this is not a very good sweetener. Um, she helped educate me um, even before we started doing the challenge on what is the best things to put into my body. And it's to the point now where I, I eat a whole lot more whole foods. Um, things that don't have those ingredients that you can't read. It's more stuff that you would see on the outside edge of the grocery store. Um, and just not so much processed food because you know that is not doing good things for your body. Right, and I am an avid label reader. Bridget, not so much. But what really stood out to her when we were having the conversation about her quote-unquote keto treats, I said, how do you feel when you eat this treat? And I was like, oh my gosh, it actually is giving me those cravings again. Like, I love that, that part of the keto lifestyle is that I don't have those cravings, but when I was having those keto treats, I was wanting more. Like, why am I eating five of these little bars? Like, they were little, but you know what I mean? Five of these little bars. Because um, if it's a true keto food, one, you don't have to eat much of it, and two, it should be very satisfying, and it doesn't lead you to crave more sweets and more treats. And so that was really, I think, an eye-opening thing for her to connect it to how she feels. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing we talk about in the challenge. It's not that you can't ever have a non-keto treat or even a keto package treat that's not strictly keto. Maybe it has a bad sweetener in it. Maybe it has less than ideal oil in it. It still might be an okay choice, but at least go into it with an awareness of, if I eat this, I need to notice how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Will it lead me like down the path of craving more, wanting more. Yes. All right, and the fifth thing is don't expect a quick fix. You all, this is a lifestyle. I'm super proud to say that we've been doing this for five and six years. And I never would have dreamed, honestly, when I started five years ago that I would be at the point where I am now. And I get excited to think of where I will be in five more years. And I, we just make small 1% better choices all the time, but it just adds up over time. Um, but just view it like that and don't expect to lose 20 pounds this month, right? You have to think, if I make small change, well, the keto diet's a pretty big change, but if you start making these changes, and even if you can't do the full keto diet, if you just start widening your um, fasting window or you start drinking exogenous ketones or you start exercising more, 
in every month, every couple months, you do one more thing that like, okay, now I've got this habit. Now I'm gonna add this habit on top of it. You will not believe where you will be in a, in a couple years. All right, so these are our five keto don'ts. If you haven't caught our video on the five keto do's, make sure to check that out. Also subscribe to our channel so that you can get more information like this. We put new content out every week. So subscribe, hit that little bell so you get a notification because you don't want to miss this craziness. <laughs> All right, that's it for now. Go create your best life. All right, now if you, now if you did not catch our first, oh, I'm just tell you this. Um, because if you go over on your protein, it actually can start damaging and giving you um, the opposite. Start what does that even mean? And you're just, you're doing yourself such a gift. All right, so these are it our- did not make it all sense, so you just cut that that's out. That's fine, that's fine. All right, so if you enjoyed this content about the five keto don'ts, you've gotta go back and check out our five keto do's. Just as important what you should do as what you shouldn't do. Rebecca was a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Rebecca is a lawyer, so she loves disclaimers. Here she goes. Okay, so we are not your medical professionals. In fact, we are not medical professionals. We're merely sharing our experiences and our opinions. And so you should not take anything that we say or present as medical advice. Moreover, you should always consult with your medical provider before making any changes to your supplementation, your nutrition, your exercise, whether or not you fast, just run all that by your medical provider. Also, any results we present may not be typical and are not guaranteed. Do you feel disclaimed? Do you know anyone else who uses the word moreover? Now, if you've made it this far, you would probably really get along well with Rebecca, but I would definitely make fun of you for it. <laughs>